you're not an AI play until the media says you're an AI play. And we got more evidence of that. We'll talk about that. Price to perfection. We crossed 4400 in the pre-market trading. What happens at 830? We'll talk about Oracle earnings. And Sean Udall, after a long layoff, is going to join us today. And I think give us a surprising outlook on this market. This is pre-market prep, CPI Tuesday. Let's get going, Mitch. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, crew, here we are up to handles 4390, as mentioned, crossed into that 4400 barrier. Uh, first time since August of 2022. We'll keep an eye on that pre market high. Where's support? Well, good luck finding that if somehow this market turns around yesterday's low. That's a good 40 handles lower. The buck in the red by 32 cents at uh, 103.30. Bonds getting a little lift up 20, 30 seconds, 127 at 24, 30 seconds. Crude bouncing back after a, just a beatdown yesterday, up a buck 27 at 68.39. Gold in the green by 780, 1977.5. Silver. That's having a green day. That's up 21 cents, 24.27. In Bitcoin, it's quiet, but it's up $380 at 26,270. Uh and Triple D, I remember when uh this is I'm really going to date myself, but uh there was a band called the Ramones and they had a song called The Bird is the Word. And they, it was after the bird. You remember Mark the Bird Fidrich? I remember Bird is the Word. Well, instead of Bird, the Bird, the Bird is the Word. AI, AI, AI is the Word. That's true. Yes, it's true. It's all about AI. Take Oracle, for example. Oh. And and here is a point that I was making in the pre-pre-market show just to Joel and Mitch there when we were talking about what we're going to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk about AI because that's what everybody is talking about. I mean... Look at this move in Oracle. It's up another $7. Oracle, common sense. It's an AI play. Common sense. But the media started highlighting this as an AI play three days ago. So the stock is literally up because the media is telling it that it's going up. I mean, I think the human being has common sense to say, yeah, Oracle going to benefit from AI. There's lots of ways Oracle can benefit from AI. I firmly believe that most of our price action is driven by bots, though. And I don't think the bots are fully artificially intelligent yet. And I don't think they trade it like an AI play until the media tells them it's an AI play. That's why Tesla, when Musk said it in that favor interview and it was probably said a thousand times the next day, Tesla is an AI play. That's why Tesla up 12 days in a row because the bots have come yeah. on and said this is an AI play and we are buying the hell out of it. Oracle starts getting talked about as an AI play three days ago and now exploding. So human being common sense, but human being isn't driving price. Bots are driving price. 
So it takes the media to basically say that this is an AI play before the bots will take over. And the bots have now taken over an Oracle. I have not seen a move like this in Oracle. Oracle is a low beta stock. It's a stock that moves a dollar, two dollars, sells off a couple dollars. It doesn't move $16 in two trading sessions unless it's an earnings report. I mean, this isn't, an, and obviously it had the earnings report in there, but I mean, unless it's like, you know, like this is not another 6%. I mean, this isn't an earnings report today. This is just, you know, well, it is the, the, the reaction from the earnings, but the, the 6% run up yesterday is what I'm talking about. The 110 of the 116. I mean, now another 6%. And 3% the day before. My argument here is that what is obvious to human beings is not obvious to the bots trading the stock market. This so when media starts mentioning it. it, they just cannot stop buying it. Mitch says he uses it every day, multiple times a day. So let's bring in Mitch. Before we do the Oracle report, Mitch, educate us. How do you use AI? So one of the things that we need to first do, and I've talked about this with everybody that wants to start using AI, the first thing to learn about AI is what? How to prompt it, right? Because this is not like full AI where it just comes and tells you what to do. You actually have to ask it questions, right? Yep. You need to prompt it. And I think that this is the first thing that if you want to get an advantage with AI right now, that's what you need to be learning. How do I best prompt AI to give me the best return on the question that I'm asking it. So this could be things like, hey, can you give me a concise business-like approach for a TV segment like we're watching right now? And then it can go ahead and adjust the answer for that specific answer that you're looking for. So if you guys want to take advantage, I definitely would lean in on understanding first how to prompt AI, and then you'll start being able to take advantage of the technology and i is think that you guys search? can do this with is everything. This google search <laughs> no it's actually way better right like let's just say as simply as um headlines right like let's say for oracle today we get all this eps conversation cloud conversation uh -huh. all this thing well it could just put it in a one-liner oracle beats estimates in q4 with 13.8 billion in sales and a 1.67 adjusted eps that's all we really need to know from all that, right? Um, let's just be honest. But, but like, the difference is they mention AI in the call and they talk about AI and they're talking about growth in AI. And the stock was up $3. It's trading at one nineteen before the call. The call happens and the AI bots are like, boom, that's what we need. And then it starts going up after that. Now we've just continued to go higher here. Um, this is just where we're at. And... You know, you look, and here we got the big report coming up, the big CPI report here. And you got to be thinking that if you get any serious dip on any of these AI plays, that the bots are just going to buy them back. So, and I mean, if this thing comes in light, then it goes. So people are positioning themselves long tech ahead of this because they think they win no matter what. And you know what? I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, I think if tech dips on the CPI, that those dips get bought. But if tech rips on the CPI, it maybe just continues. So you might have to wait three or four days on the tech dip to get your money back, but you're probably going to get it back. I kind of think that too. So I'm not going to argue with people buying tech ahead of this. It's just like, holy cow, though. Oracle, $105. Now $123. I mean, $100 you know, two weeks ago. These are incredible moves for stocks that don't move this much. 
Fibonacci extension is about the only thing I could use, and I don't use Fibonacci extension. So pre-market high, 123.69. You're trading 20 cents off that. Uh, you know, if you want to sell the day, just keep an eye on the pre-market high, wherever that is, at 929, 59 seconds. See exceeds that. Use that as your as your swing number. But uh, right now, 120, 125, 130, who knows? A thirty may interrupt things, but uh, it, it, boy, it could. Analysts, and, and, yeah. Well, there's you also want to go into the preview uh, of this match. Yeah, of course. And there's also another event today that maybe could give some more AI lift, right? Of course, we got AMD's special AI event today. Um, this is for AI and data center centric event led by the CEO. So we'll see what happens today. This is stated at nine a.m. Pacific time, so twelve p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. Take a look into that, right? We could see maybe maybe somehow CPI brings us down a little bit. And then we see kind of a nice spike later in the day. I'm going to be keeping my eye closely on AMD to see what comes out of that event. And, and again, AMD, the run-up into the event is there once again. That money, that trade we've been talking about for years on this show, just being long stocks ahead of events mm -hmm. works. And here you are, Money Mitch bringing it to our attention yesterday. It goes up yesterday, goes up again here this morning, up another $2.51. Yes, I'm long AMD. I did not sell my long-term shares, mm. um, holding on to them um, because I still think even if we get a dip back, I think there's buyers beneath here. I think, this AI, I think this AI story is going to be around for a long time. So, and I think AMD is one way to play it. Is valuation stretched? Yeah. Is the stock stretched? Yeah. Is it due for a pullback? Maybe. Do I think it's higher three years from now? Yes, I do. Well, we'll have to see what happens from AMD in that event. We can keep moving. We'll get out of the AI bubble. And I, I definitely am calling this a bubble. I know that there's a lot of people not. It's a bubble it right a bubble. now. It's a bubble. Man. But, but like, this is a bubble that is going to deflate a bit probably eventually and then reinflate. It's yeah. one of those bubbles that is going to keep coming back, I believe. Like Could I said last. before, blockchain bubble. The COVID bubble, pun intended. The you know other bubbles. I mean, blockchain have, came they back. Pop, and a lot of them just don't come back. Uh, the pot the, bubble. What about those pot stocks? Pot stocks. Holy guys, guys, Those guys, things do guys. not. They rallied to the last guys. day, but man, do, Wait, you, do we I, have legal pot? CGCs under a buck, and I was like, I just pulled that. Is up. it really? Canopy growth is under a dollar now. I will we battle got you this guys back on this Absolutely right. You're battling? They're not going to battle us on this one, man. We, I will tell you. I'll tell you this. You guys are looking at the Canadian names. We still don't have deschedulized at the federal level. GW, Everyone thought that by now we would. GRWG, Mitch. GRWG. The Kramer favorite at 30, at 40. <laughs> 50. Well, it's I said this bucks. one from the very beginning. <laughs> I said grow generation from the so very beginning. It's not just but... the Canadian names. It's the fact that the valuations never made even a remote. They were, they're never going to have a chance to grow into those valuations. NVIDIA can grow into that valuation. AMD can grow into that valuation. You can't pay $700 million for a greenhouse full of pot plants when you can buy the same greenhouse for $5 million full of tomato plants. That was my he always uses the tomato plant. Two, three <laughs> years ago, it's the same thing. They're growing crops. Now they're guys, learning the guys, hard way. Guys. The people who have invested in these things, thinking this is changing the whole world. Sure. 
but the competition is there. You're still growing a competition, crop. CGC yeah. is 72 cents, and it deserves to be at 72 cents. We hated this at 50, at 40, at 30, at 20, at 10. We warn people about investing in pot stocks on this show. Maybe not, you know, everywhere else, but on this show, from my mouth, I've, you know, we've known for a long time that pot stocks too have much, not made sense to invest. Still the black market, too. I mean, that was the thing that, uh, that I, you know, that. It's, Guys. Just, it's just not going away. All right. Let, let's need, get off. Schedule first. It's the only thing that needs to happen here. It was expected to have already happened. And that's what they were thinking that by now it would just be like full legal everywhere. And that has not happened. It's when that happens, keep your eyes open because I think there's going to be opportunity. All right. Let's and keep again, going. Is let's there going to be a bounce of stocks? You know, maybe just some, some of these point, other ones. There's always bounces. There's always opportunities yeah. here. Maybe at 70 cents, CGC makes sense. For value. <laughs> I, I haven't redone the valuation. I, but I, it never I, I made sense to be worth hundreds or, or billions of dollars. That don't never front made run the any move. sense. Don't front run the move. Lag on the regulation. Wait till you see regulation change. All right, okay. let's go to Toyota. Let's get to Toyota charging up on next-gen battery. Toyota shares climbing after announcing plans for a next-generation battery for its EVs. Uh, named the Bev Factory, and it's aiming to produce electrical vehicles with a range of 1,000 kilometers or about 620 miles. Um, so the Bev Factory will introduce a full lineup of battery electric vehicles with the next-generation batteries from 2026. TM is going to have EVs? I'm so shocked. I can't believe that the other automotive companies are going to get into EV. This is so shocking to me. So shocking. Anyways, finally getting rewarded here on my Toyota purchase, which I bought Wow. quite a while. I've been taking heat on this one. It has not been a great one. I've probably been in this for like three, four months. I bought it around 139, went down to 133, up to 143. That's not bad. 133, up to 143, down to 135. The PE is nine. It's still one of the biggest and best automakers in the world. Yes, we're going to a recession. It's probably going to hurt. But, you know, you got to be long something because what if we don't go into a recession? Then all of a sudden, some of these other things make sense. But nice pop here. I mean... Common sense, again, says Toyota is going to be an EV maker, but the bots don't have common sense, so they buy the hell out of this. They say, oh, my gosh, it's competition. One of those stocks where you look at the upper right chart daily, you're like, whoa, man, this thing is extended. And then you look at the bottom right chart, and you look at the monthly, and you're like, huh, maybe this puppy's just getting going. I just yeah. figured a long-term 50% retracement. Of that move from 214 to 130, that takes you to 172. You're currently trading 158, trading at the highs of the pre-market session as well. So I don't even have a month. The next monthly high I can give you is 167.04. Could be some dailies in there. Lots already factored in on this one, but uh, we'll see. Good move for Toyota. And I always forget what what's uh, what's Honda. What's uh, H HMC, oh, HMC, 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 Honda Motor Corp, uh, up forty-five cents. That's a it's a lower lower price stock, but that's making a nice move. And GM, we're talking about the low valuation in this, and finally, they're, when's they're GM? very low. Yeah, they're starting to pay. I love this market. Can I just say how much I love this market? Actually, because yes. my long-term portfolio has just been lag, 
like you know, I haven't, you know, I sold a lot of my tech stocks because the valuations are getting too high and I've been buying value. Now in the last few weeks, value's starting to pay the bills. And you know, I'm I'm really enjoying this. I don't know how long it lasts. Maybe we just throw it out here again eventually, but it's nice to see IWM and some of the value names out there. And there is a lot of value names out there, like the General Motors and the Toyotas and some of these other stocks that I've been buying starting to actually work because it has been a painful value investor trade here for a long time. So go value. I My question on uh, Ford and GM is, is it moving because of the PE? Is it just moving off a of Tesla sympathy? Because um, it, it seems to what, me like what, it's just... What was the question here again, Mitch? So is it moving because it's a value stock like Ford and GM or is it moving simply because of Tesla's run? Well, because it, whenever it I see Tesla run, a little I bit see of that. Ford and GM follow. A little bit of that for sure. And I think it's going to take... Look at Toyota today. They just get talked about, you know, in, you know, EV context. And it has this huge pop. Again, it takes the bots to really, you know, see it in the media. They mm-hmm. don't think. The people who are programmed to trade most of this stuff, those programs are not artificially intelligent yet. They can't figure stuff out for themselves. They're just simply programmed for what they're programmed for. So there's no, like, changing. The computer can't change its own programming. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's going to be a bad day for the human trader, probably. Be good in the transition because they'll probably really be terrible traders off the bat as they learn. But as they learn, it's it's going to, you know, eventually maybe knock me out of a job. Maybe five to ten years I can't trade anymore. It's possible. You know, I, I, I doubt that. I think there's always going to be a job for the human trader, but it's possible. But I think, you know, I, I think the bots don't see GM and Ford as EV plays. I honestly think that. So humans know it. We know it. There's some value investors that know it. But if they come out, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, they're starting to get talking about, you know, with charging stations and that, and they're starting to show life. I mean, you start thinking about GM and Ford and Toyota coming out with lots of EVs here. They're going to be major players. We've said this before. And this is why I was long GM, you know, a few years ago and Ford a couple of years ago before, obviously, you know, we had the big, you know, tech or everything bubble burst in 2021. But I think that trade maybe should be put back on. If we're not going into a recession, we might. We might still go into a recession. It's going to knock these stocks down. But maybe, you know, on dips, you've got to be looking at buying some of these companies here because the valuations are very reasonable. Uh, just a quick ref. I just looked at this uh, IWM chart, and we did have that nice move. It didn't make a new high for the move here. This quiet consolidation after blowing from 180 to 185. So this was responsible for the last leg up higher in the market. So I'd keep, uh, you know, if you're looking for uh, a good level in the IWM, either to protect some profits or perhaps initiate along if you think there's more on the upside we have four lows at the, like the 184 60 area we're a buck and away and a half that i just don't this should be one of those trades where you're looking both ways because if it that, that area doesn't hold you could see what you have on the dailies man that was one heck of a day last week so just a little heads up on that uh the gm did move up just quietly did not make a new high for the mo- what happened on Friday, guys? Did we what like did everything get way overbought? Was it off the open? I guess I can look at the charts, but that was the supercharger like- notes with Tesla. 
okay. And then they boom and they pop it. But they I mean, that's a, a lot of growth stocks did that uh, too. Uh, what do you think about Kathy at this level, Dennis? I mean, she's had a nice well, run up, three highs in the same You mean ring in the register? Yeah. Are I you still long at Mitch? I rang the register. You rang I the rang register it on for Friday. CPI. I, I ranked it on Friday. Yeah. Um, I, still, I think it's a good call. The, the, the one that I'm fighting with, of course, is Intel. But right now, I still have Square that's a part of ARKK. That one you, I'm you fighting kept your with. Square? I've sold half of it. So I'm, I've still got I sold half square. of it just Not a looking piece. great. It's you not looking great, right? I'm with you on that, it all, Dennis. We're going to know so much more in 10 minutes. No AI. We're going to know so much more in 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to probably happen? Well, we don't know what's going to happen. But if we are hot... I think we're going to dip hard on everything. Tech's going to get wrecked. But I think that tech is going to be another buying opportunity. I'm going to be buying the dip. I mean, not maybe day one if it's really, really hot. If it's not, then stuff's ripping and we're just going to ride these trades a little bit further. It's almost dangerous to not be invested at this point because what if it's light? I mean, what if it's like light and what if they go? So um, people were asking me. I I looked at it last night. I'm 55% invested, so 45% cash. The one thing to consider and remember here, though, is cash is different than it used to be. It's Much like a different. bond right now. Because, uh, you know, I, I got some of that at uh, 5.2%, 4.9%, probably averaging, you know, around 5% on that cash. Whew. It's kind of like a bond. So, like preferred stocks. I used to have a chunk of the portfolio in preferreds because I was getting 5 6% on the Too preferreds. Too much risk. Well, why yep. bother? I sold all those preferreds to go to that. So, it, I'm never going to go 100% equities on that long-term portfolio. you got to have that bond portion. The cash is like bonds right now. So, you know, your bonds, you know, yeah, you can pick up extra yield if you go in the bonds. But, I mean, 5 6%, that's what you're trying to usually make off of bonds. So, I think we just got to consider, you know, where we're at. And you got to consider your stage of life, too. I'm 47 years old. You know, I'm not, like, looking to go all in and just build, build, build. If I'm 25, I'd be all in. Yeah. I might, like I said, my kid's RESP is all in. It was like, it's like, it's got Toyota. It's got, you know, lithium. It's got yeah. full of AMD. AMD dominates the portfolio. So, you know, certain things depends on your time frame. That area SP, I'm trying to grow that. The registered education savings plan, if you're not Canadian. But, you know, that's for their university education. I'm trying to grow that. That's all in. That's 100% invested. Like, it's sitting there with like six bucks in it. So certain things depends on your time frame. So I'm never probably, and Joel, you're probably the same. I'm never going 100% in. Nah, I probably hard. would be comfortable going down to like, 25 probably like 25 percent so i'd be comfortable going you know another 20 percent invested in this market but probably not more than that and i'm still not fully confident that we're not going to recession so i'm kind of comfy i've went you know i was 65 percent cash i'm only 45 percent cash and you know the stocks i bought i've said them as i bought them i bought a b and b so i bought salesforce i bought gm i bought toyota i bought I don't know, Amazon a little while ago. I bought AMD. You know I bought AMD. So I haven't really been selling anything. So, you know, I was doing some buying over the last couple of months because the market's telling me that this market wants to go higher and you can't be fully cash. You know, when the tapes, you know, I had a bear the thesis. Tape, can't fight the tape. It was proven incorrect. Yeah, my bear thesis from three months ago was incorrect. It's been proven because uh, the market's going a, higher. Could come move, back. Let's move to a stock that's actually in the red because of a downgrade. Hmm, let's take a look at this downgrade. UBS downgrading Apple to neutral and raising price target to 190. I love all those. The downgrade to neutral, but we're going to raise the price target. 
I love those kind of things. They knocked it hard. Triple D, you you uh, you want to make some comments on this first? And I'll because uh, no, you're watching it live. Uh, one eighty one fifty. They hit it. They hit it hard. They're like they care less about this rip roaring bull market. Hit one eighty one fifty. I like to look at that from the perspective of yesterday's range. Right. That's all you have to go. Didn't even get to yesterday's low of one. Uh, 180.97. The buy the dippers came in. Uh, when I see a downgrade, when I see these kind of the, the price action after making a new all time closing high yesterday, that'd be the focus number for a couple days. That was also right near the uh, the uh, the high for the day. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, wasn't an old time high. If you still are holding out for the old time high, that's 184 and 95. But uh, UBS taking some profits. And I, well, I don't know. They downgrade it, but they raise their price target. How do you like that? Yeah, I know. This is a weak downgrade is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Exactly. I was looking last night, and this thing just started tanking. And it was like trading up at like 184 and a quarter. So it's it was up yeah. about 50 cents because of Oracle. And, you know, we had some tech trading higher. And then it's just like my buddy from Bright's texted me. is like, what's going on with Apple? It started like it's like 183 is back to scratch. He's like, somebody's hitting this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it does look like news. And then when 183, somebody tried to hit 100,000 shares sweeping through, offering 183. And then they came down to 182 and 181 and a half, or 181.75, that low was gone. And then we got it, the UBS downgrade. And I was like, oh, I mean, down <laughs> two bucks on UBS? I'm like, I said to him, is this a buy? I'm like, this is a little bit of an overshoot, isn't it? Anyways, and they started bouncing it back up. And um, now Apple's obviously come up quite a bit. So it was a weak downgrade. I mean, down $2 is an overshoot. So somebody's not doing their math on their downgrades because one, Apple's in a merch mode. Two, yeah, it's a downgrade, but it was UBS, not Goldman. Who do you so, think's the most influential? Goldman. Uh, Goldman. Still Goldman. Goldman. Depends on the sector, though. Like we already said, you know, Lynch yeah. on GE. You know, some some analysts are just tied to stocks really John well. Inch. I think he retired. But, yeah. uh, but gold, I'd a... say just other things being equal overall, I still think Goldman. Goldman. Gold. I, I you think haven't done so. your Goldman Sachs in a while. Uh, let's, start, let's move on to the number that we've all been waiting for. The CPI, Mitch, give us a little preview. And uh, Dennis, uh, you could uh, yeah, chime I'm in here. Yeah, until... off here in a couple minutes here. I got to get ready okay. for this and go on. What do we expect? The easy comparison. What do you got for me, Mitch? All right. So the year over year outlook, we're going to be looking at 4.1 and prior being 4.9. So consensus is 4.1. Let me actually share my screen so you guys can see this directly from the Benzinga Pro, of course. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. I'm just going to zoom in a little bit so we can actually pretty much see it here. There we go. I'm putting it on the screen right now so you guys can see these estimates. There's the 4.1 uh -huh. to the 4.9, right? We'll see what Ooh, happens on month period. over month. It'll be 0 0.2 prior 0 0.4, right? I think that year over year outlook, just stating that one, that one's a big drop, right? We're expected to drop 0.8. Ooh. So we're going to be looking to see what happens there. Now on core CPI, another very important outlook, right? That, of course, excludes food and energy there. Um, so we'll see what happens on this one. 5.5 prior, consensus 5.3. Will we get to go down towards, let's say, 5.2 or 5.1? That's what I'm going to be looking for to really give us a signal of that continuation. I think even year over year might come in maybe like at 4.2, but if we could see core continuing going down, that's one of the areas that I'm definitely focused on. 
we'll see what happens here as we get the report. I mean, the, the, the way things are set up with the CPI today, the PPI tomorrow, and then the Fed meeting, you know, mm -hmm. this Fed fund tool could go into a fast market if this is a hot number, because it's going to go from a 30% probability to like, who knows? But man, it's we got the easy comparison this month. Let's see if it can meet the expectations that that are out there. But uh, man, I got some I got some update to uh, the CME Fed tool is actually leaning a little bit more towards a pause now. Seventy eight percent. Wow. So, uh, it's going short. Oh, direction. I wish I could short the Fed funds. Um, now, there was a, a report given out by JP Morgan that I thought was interesting. They gave their outlook on what they expected to happen or situational thinking for this CPI report. JP Morgan saying that there's a 75 percent chance that the markets will be up on the CPI report. They said 40% chance that CPI would be between 4% and 4.2, and a 35% chance that it'd be between 4.2 and 4.4. Um, so of course, keep your eyes on that. If it's between 4.2 and 4.4, they said that that leaves room for the Fed to continue raising rates later in this cycle. Um, if it's down there towards four and 4.2, they said that that would be kind of more where the Fed would be kind of patting themselves on the back and saying that they're getting inflation down to their 2%. All right, the algo jumpers are leaning long here a little bit. We're mid-range. We don't have many levels up here, folks. 95 is mid-range on the session. That's the only number I can give you above that. Let's look for the pre-market high, 4402.50 on the downside here. The pre-market low right there with that closing price from yesterday. The highest close since August of 22, 43.87 in a quarter. Everyone is ready. We are seconds away. Seconds. Hot, hot, hot. Looking hot, looking hot. There's the dip. The buy the dippers are in there. We went to 81.75. All right. Getting, what do you got uh, for me? Year over year at 4% versus 4.1. And then core CPI month over month at 0.4 versus 0.4 estimate. Uh, the year right. over year outlook at 5.3 versus 5.3 estimate. 5.5 seems like things are coming in line. Month over month CPI a little bit light here. 0 0.1 uh, versus 0 0.2 estimate. So that's actually not looking bad there. Definitely yep. showing that inflation's coming down here. So if anything, the continued trend of inflation coming down and meeting the expectation here, if not, if anything, better at 4% versus the 4.1 Better than the estimate. Yep. Wow. I mean, so they like it. I don't know what they hit this, the 8175. I'm not sure what the algo jumpers saw that when they hit it. You made the new pre-market low. If you had a stop at the, at, uh, at the close, you got stuffed on that. We popped up the 4407. There's nothing in here, folks. I mean, when I say there's nothing in here, as far as resistance, uh, the next daily high I have is going back to August last year of 44.54. They bought the dip. They sold the rip. The, I'd say right now you just got to focus uh, Got to focus on 4,400. Mitch, you got any more details? I mean, the market gotcha, was guys. priced per, to perfection, and the, and, the, and the CPI data delivered. So what's keeping us not going towards, let's say, in the threes? Well, the index for shelter was the largest contributor to the monthly all items increase, followed by an increase in the index for used cars and trucks. 
So if we're looking for what is kind of holding us up, it looks like now we're getting a little bit of an of a reboost to used cars and trucks prices, um, which is causing that little spike there in inflation. Also, shelter, we've known that that's remained sticky and has not moved down. Um, to put it in perspective, it's at the same thing that it was in November and 2022 seasonable adjusted changes right and so that just shows me that shelter is extremely sticky it's going to take a long time to affect that now when i look at last what actually came good down comparisons last month's a good let's go to the stocks mitch because yeah you know let's what? do it we, we we got all the numbers we got all the numbers in our head uh let me get uh let's first uh let's go top down let's see how uh apple which uh got the uh got the downgrade let's see let's get the pre-market action in here and see what if it got to we gave you that 183.79 is an all-time closing high on the pop, it got close, 183.75. So there's your good level um, in Apple. Microsoft is Microsoft, uh, 333.78. That's up a buck 93. These stocks have popped, but right, this one is green. Did you take out yesterday's high? Let's give you a level here in Microsoft, 332.10. So as long as you stay above that, uh, that would be right now, that would be support. Uh, what else? Let's, I want to see how the banks are doing. I mean, if you talk about a sector that, I don't know, has any chance of no chance at AI, JP Morgan still in the red. Uh, Bank of America, they're not loving the financials off this number. Trying to see what else. Uh, we had Toyota that was moving ahead of the number. That's not really reacting much to it. So I guess you just got to keep uh, keep an eye on your highs from yesterday. We are leaking a little bit. 43.95. That's mid-range here on the session. What other stocks? Did, uh, uh, Tesla popping over 250. That's up. Uh, this could be, what, the 13th day in a row? That, can, that might not be good here. All right, we're, they're, they're reevaluating here. We're coming back down. We failed at the just above 4,400 right now at 4,407. Uh, coming back on mid-range, so 4,395. Mid-range on the session, we're moving around pretty good. So I don't know if we're going to get Triple D back here. Do you see Sean in the background yet, uh, Mitch? No, not yet, Joel. I'll make sure I'll let you know as soon as he gets there. Right, give there. some more statistics. I just want to make sure he By got By all means, correct. I got you, Joel. Okay, I'm going to pop off for one second here. You're good. I will go ahead and give some statistics. I'll bring up my screen here so you guys can see that. I'll pull down Joel for just a second here. He'll be right back with us, guys. I do want to show you guys here the chart, right? I like to look at the chart and look at the report and actually see what is actually showing up, what is showing down. I'll give you guys this release. I'll throw it up in the comments. If you guys want to look at the actual data here, I think it's very important. So one thing that we can clearly see is what's coming down is here. You guys see it oil, right? Oil definitely having the biggest effect. We were, we were back here and now we're to negative seven. And that just is really helping here. The unjusted uh, for the 12 months is at a negative 37. So this is helping us come right back down. What is keeping us up? Of course, transportation services getting a little bit of a jump. Used and new cars now starting to get a little bit of a bump. Look at this used cars truck. Now it's starting to go from a negative where it was. It was negatively trending. Now starting to go back to the positive there. So it looks like used cars and trucks are causing a little bit of a spike there. Could that maybe help stocks like, I don't know, like Carvana used car stocks? Maybe that could help them get a little bit of a lift and continue to push higher. We'll see what happens in food. Food is slightly up, but not, not a big raise there. 
So I wouldn't be so focused on food. It's going to be about shelter. We need to break that shelter if we really want to see this start to come down to the 2%. All right, Joel, whenever you're ready, you give me a thumbs up in the back. I'll bring you back. Um, There you go, Joel. I got you. All right. We'll take a look, of course, at the market overall to see what could get the lift. Now, one stock I did see a lift, Joel, and it might be just my eyes because I'm still long it. Full disclosure is Intel. Um, So Intel is one that I'm like fighting myself not to sell it yet, but it's coming up here towards this 34. Big level. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm getting to that point where I got to sell at least a piece because it's just a, a big run here. Already. Or put something in on the downside. Protect yourself on the downside. That could here. be it too, right? Thirty-three eighty-four. Uh, wow, that wasn't too long ago. That was back in April. That was your April fourth uh, high. That bumps into yep, April thirty-three eighty-four. So round that off to thirty-four. Uh, your next monthly high. I mean, Mitch. A lot of times, when you know, look at you're looking at uh, the daily. It could give you a different perspective, right? But then pull up your monthly, man. You'll be like, I'm never selling this thing. Exactly. Uh, you know? That's why I'm yeah. trying to be a little bit more like more like position trading and just trying not to think so much as like a quick swing with this one because I feel like I have it at levels where I could think about this a little bit more investment like and try to get maybe a piece out after I made a good win. And then just let it ride. Um, another stock that's making a big move up now, 50% retracement from the recent move is Adobe. Adobe. I think that one's an important one to mention. And then we'll get to our guest just coming up. Sean Udall, you guys smash the like for that. Ah, what do you think man. about this chart, man? Once it's again, 700 once again. down there towards like 274, 50% retracements around here. And, and we already made it back. Yeah, very, very quickly here uh, on a shorter term perspective. And, you know, you got a big gap on there. So underneath uh, that two day low, I, you know, that's what I would look at. Danger zone gets into that gap area. If not, your pre-market high comes in at 491.80. Oh, boy, that's way above yesterday's high. So you're trading 10 bucks above uh, yesterday's high. At, uh, the battle for 4,400 continues here. Uh, we'll see. We're up 975. We're actually only about three or four. I always like to look at uh, the price we were at before the number came out. And that was right around 4393. So right now they're digesting the information and it's to the positive side. So let's go ahead and uh, see what Mr. Udall has to say. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Sean. We'll see how his audio is doing. We might have a little slight issue. I just want to check really quickly. Sean, if you can unmute there. Now, can you hear me? No, nah, he can't hear me. I'm going to put him to the back for one second, Joel. Okay. You you take a look at the market. I'm going to deal with Sean in the back, and we'll get him up in just two seconds. All right? Okay. All right. We will wait to get Mr. Udall here, and we will just take a look um, at some of the stocks that were moving ahead of time. Uh, Oracle up 646 at 122.89. Uh, on that move, it did not get to the pre-market high of 123.69. So I'll mark that down as an important level. The longer it takes to get to 123.69, boom, maybe a little bit of a fade. Steve Alexander is saying, I nailed DocuSign, and uh, he talked about covering a short in it yesterday. Uh, not sure why it had that pop. I'm not here on Friday, but uh, it came down nicely. That $50 area was an area of support before uh 
on the uh, on the daily 5429 came down to or excuse me 5460 was the low on May 31st. He went to 5429. Now getting a little bit of a pop here. Keep an eye on that uh, Friday's close at 57.02. Uh boom boom boom. Uh boy, I don't even know if I want to touch this one. Uh, Jay is saying that. Uh, Cone bought a half a million shares of uh, of uh, not GM, not CME. Well, that would take some uh, money, GME. So here we go again in this one, uh, popping up here. The area of interest, if uh, if Reddit's going to run with this one, uh, will be that high at uh, twenty six fifty five. Our current pre market high uh, comes out. Uh, just under 26. So the the question uh, remains, uh, you know, if people are going to, you know, wisen up to what he does on this 500, one. 500,000 uh, shares, man. Come on, man. To that Come guy, on, man. Guys. That's like, yeah, he probably had that money in his wallet to do that, right? <laughs> he took it out of one of the AMCs. All right, let's go to Sean Udall here. I think he's ready for us. Let's see what he thinks about, of course, the CPI report and the stock action that we've been seeing lately. How are we doing, Sean? Oh, oh we thought we had him. I tried. I tried, team. Um, looks like we're still having a little bit of mic issues. I'll, I'll run you through it really quickly, Sean. So, Sean, go to audio and go to the mic and make sure that you're seeing these little green little dots come up when you're speaking there. Uh, 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 let's see if we can do it. I I'm trying, team. I'm trying. Let me do a little, little. Testing, testing, testing. Hey, we got ourselves a winner, winner here. Winner, winner. <laughs> all right, Sean, let's regroup the troop here. Uh, first of all, I mean, uh, you've had your perspective on the market. You stick to your perspective, right, wrong, or indifferent. Where are you at now after a benign reading of the uh, of the May CPI? Yeah, well, I mean, the market, so we don't have a ton of time, especially at this mic issue, but we're good. The, we're market, good. the market seems to be doing something that not too many people are talking about. So what, what's the best forecaster among all forecasters? It's the stock market. It, it, it's, it's always been that way. Economists are the worst forecasters. Well, the Fed is the worst forecaster. They're a bunch of economists. Then Wall Street economists are probably the, the second worst. The stock market's the best. So like, remember when we thought there was gonna be 1225s last year and it was weird that the market was crashing when the Fed was only gonna take rates to 2% or 2.5%, which honestly shouldn't have been a big deal. The market ended up correctly forecasting the Fed going off the reservation and raising rates way too much. So now, if, if you ask me what the market's doing, and it's doing it at a very odd time too, literally two weeks after Silicon Valley Bank blows up. So you would have think the, the apex of gorilla type bad news is still coming. And yet we've had the strongest rally of the year. The January effect was pretty nice, but I think the market's forecasting a better economy I, I think my view has been we've been in a recession. By the way, Joel, it's it's easy to stick to your guns if you're right way more than you're wrong. So that that's let's just clarify that. So if if uh, 
if if the economy is actually getting better, not worse, if we've been in a recession, which has been my contention starting in January of last year, and we're coming out of recession, and guess what? The Fed's going to be cutting rates as we're coming out of recession. That's kind of, I think that's why the stock market's gone up as much as it's gone up the last two months. So that's kind of my 30,000 foot view on everything. So where do we go from here, Sean? If the because I, I, I I'm not convinced that uh, I mean we gotta we'll see what happens tomorrow, right? We get the the PPI number, but what what if the Fed just decides I I think they're gonna stick around here for a while. I don't think they're gonna be quick to to start ratcheting rates down. What what do you think happens then? I'll take the opposite end of the coin and I'll say the Fed saw the dangers of uh, of easy monetary. If we're not in a uh, uh, recession and we're coming out of a recession, then there's absolutely no reason to lower interest rates. Well, there was no reason to take rates nearly as high as they did. So the, the Fed is kind of operating on now like eight wrongs don't make a right. You know, two wrongs don't make a right, four don't make a right. So you know, I mean, the Fed was two years late in hiking rates. They should have never taken rates to zero. We we could we could replay all the mistakes of the Fed, especially this Powell-led Fed. But I mean, it's kind of all water under the bridge now. So I I actually just I just think the Fed's going to lower rates. And once it the Fed never just lowers rates like they're not going to cut twenty five basis points and then not cut. So they're going to cut and they're going to probably cut. Right. And, when do you think they're going to? Uh, Q four of this year would be my 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 best guess i i i would be surprised if we don't have at least one rate cut before q4 is over so i would think november december would they probably start they do one maybe two but one they do a series of cuts early next year but let, let's so so if we go back to inflation so inflation the expectation was for a massive drop from 4.9 last month to 4.1 correct me if i'm wrong but didn't it come in at 4.0 so I think that's right. It came in at 4.0. I was bopping between here and the, in, in the release. But if you just think about how fast inflation is now coming down, it's, it's, it's dropping faster than it rose. And the, the other perverse thing that's happening, I don't want to, this, this could be a whole nother 30 minute conversation, but the Fed raising rates as fast as they did has actually increased inflation. Because this episode of inflation had nothing to do with normal inflation. It all was to do with supply chain. And what you're hearing about is lots of people are paying payroll and borrowing money and paying 8, 8% payroll uh, loans. And so they're laying off people. And basically, these are the people that keep the wheels of commerce going. And they're not making money by by being supply chain operators. So... What's, what the Fed is going to basically have to do is just say, wait, with raising rates isn't really helping. It's, in fact, raising inflation. And I haven't really heard anybody else talk about that yet. I think you'll see a lot more of that in the latter half of the year. But, but again, I think the biggest thing is most people would think this has been a really odd stock market rally. It's been too strong. Hasn't been broad, but it's been broadening out. Mm-hmm. But Especially the, only as really, the only thing you can really explain that sort of the power of this rally is well, it could be one how 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 stretched valuations got to the extreme on the downside, but valuations don't really move stocks usually. They move stocks later on. They don't cause the turn. Um, but uh, I right. really think the market is forecasting a change. It's it's going to forecast a surprising set 
of economic conditions that explain why we we are rising now. All so right, we'll like see you said, economy, lower Fed rates, blah blah blah, a lot of that stuff in the four, six, eight months. Like you said it, Sean, uh, the market does the better outlook, right? The so market's the best forecaster above all. Let's get to the stocks. Let's get to the stocks action there. What do you like? What do you don't like at these levels? And what maybe has gone too far and what hasn't gone enough yet? Well, if we just talk about since it's been quite a while since I've been on, but if you talk about sort of, sort of the mega caps I liked a few months ago, like Meta and some of that stuff, like I, there's no way I'd buy Meta now. I might write calls on it, but but there's no no way I'd buy it now. So I, I actually think, so what I've been writing about for about two or three months is that my view is we're going to begrudgingly broaden out. So it's likely going to go it, mega caps led. So now the next, and it's, it's starting at like Shopify has ha, ha, had a big run. Some of the not super well-known techs, but they're, if you know tech, you know them. Like the work days and a lot of those things have had really good runs. Data dogs had a really good run. So if you, it, but what, what, what is all that encompassing? It's basically not mega cap anymore, but it's either small, large cap or very large mid cap. And so that would be the area I would expect to lead next. And it's, it's, it is kind of taking over. Some, a fair number of those stocks are, are doing well. And I think, you know, NVIDIA is a horse. I, I, think, I think people are making too much about how extraordinary that one quarter guide is. I think that that guide could end up showing that there was a lot of double ordering. Heck, there might've been quadruple ordering of their chips. So what double ordering is, is when people order a huge amount of chips, instead of ordering a normal amount of chips, let's say over a year, they literally might order a year's worth of chips in one or two quarters. And I think that's kind of what NVIDIA saw. And I don't know if that, if the one quarter guide, which all the analysts basically said, oh, look at that guide, we're gonna run that out for the next two or three quarters and let's jack up their full year numbers and let's jack up next year's numbers hugely. I, I don't I don't know if if that if that just a one quarter guide is going to prove as sustainable. So a theme I like is identify real AI, not hype AI. So something like a, a name uh, that I reengaged with, I think December January is ESTC. ESTC's uh -huh. data logger. They compete with Splunk. Uh, they're they're kind of a large mid cap, maybe a mid sized mid cap, but things like that. I think real AI is where you want to be. I, I would be pretty careful chasing high, strong momentum AI right now. What about oil? I know we've gone back and forth over uh, over the years on oil and uh, it's had a big uh, pullback value stocks. They've had their run. Are you looking anywhere uh, in the oil patch here when uh, crude dipping under 70 bucks here? Well, I've been super bearish on it for a while. I, I think I think oil will start running ahead of Fed rate cuts. It's not going to run six months ahead of the cuts, but I bet two months or so, two, three months. I wouldn't be surprised if sort of end of summer, fall, we start having a big move in oil. Uh, so I'm actually going to start looking at oil stocks probably in, again, probably another quarter or so. Um, maybe, maybe plan on getting in some before the end of the year. But I, you know, I, I'm probably going to look at drillers. Um, okay. because they have the, you know, they have the most juice, I, a name I've always liked is Valero. I, it, I don't really find it really attractive right now. The big oils are kind of like big mega cap techs that kind of fully valued to maybe even overvalued 
again, unless oil goes up a fair amount. But yeah, I, I think it's okay. I think you just have to wait, you know, bide your time on it. But I think later, I mean, put it this way, you you get you get Fed funds down at four percent instead of five point five plus. I have a hard time believing oil doesn't go up twenty bucks or more. Sean, I want to take you back into your wheelhouse because you started talking smaller AI names. And I think this is where we can really use some Sean Udall smaller picks here because we all know the NVIDIAs. He's stretching out for this one. We all know the, you know, AMD, NVIDIA, Meta, Microsoft. Give us, I liked it when you were talking the ESTC. Give us some of those smaller AI plays. Maybe that aren't on the radar of everyone else here right now. And maybe that I mean, there's a bunch of them. So the ones I tend to focus on have sort of stronger balance sheets and are not meme AI stocks, which some people talk about endlessly. I don't really even know why they're attracted to them. Uh, I mean, I I don't know if I would buy Palantir right now. I was buying it in the eight, eight, nine area. Yeah, that was good. Spot. You know, some people call that a hype name. To me, it's not a hype name at all. It's actually one of the most powerful um, data-driven defense contractors. And what Palantir's doing is Palantir's growing their non-government business a lot faster than their government business. So their TAM's expanding. It's not a cheap stock, um, but it's a lot cheaper than NVIDIA's. Like it's it's probably trading at about a 65% discount to NVIDIA. Again, if you if you if you believe NVIDIA is worth this, then there's there's 500 stocks that are gonna go up <laughs> yeah, fourfold. <laughs> sure, no, there is. Point. There's 500 stocks that are gonna go up four or five, six X. If Give NVIDIA's us a couple more of those four, correctly. five, six Xers. Well, I mean, maybe Palantir is one of them. I, I Again, I don't know if I'd bought them. Personally, my style is I already bought it. And I'm glad I bought it where I did. And it's up, you know, I don't know, 70, 80% or something. Yeah. It's kind of a, been a begrudging move, though. If you look at it, it's kind of a two steps forward, one step back. Honestly, a, a name I probably like longer term is, if you want, is ESTC. I, okay. I actually think... E- well, I actually think ESTC is going to merge with somebody, meaning they're going to be the acquirer. So a name that you also might want to look at that had, I don't think it was a terrible report, but man, it's gotten trashed. It was cheap to begin with. Do you know PD, Pager Duty? Yeah. Long time so I've looked at There's it. like four data loggers, right? There's the old Splunk, which could be a buyer of PD. That's probably not terrible. I'd, I'd buy Splunk over NVIDIA right now. It's yeah, not that's what I was going to say. Splunk, that one looks sleepy. Maybe Splunk, Splunk could have, and you know what Splunk tends to do? It just trades dull until it goes up like 40%. <laughs> and if you're not in it, you, you, you can't, you have to just kind of know that it's a good company. You bide your time, you wait, wait on it. But one, they're going to uncork a quarter in the next two or three quarters. The stock's going to gap up and it's going to gap and go. But so Splunk could buy PD, ESTC could buy PD. Data dogs also in data logging. So you basically, hey, Sean, have- Sean, I'm sorry I got to interrupt you. We got the late start, but we got one more segment that we got sure. in here. So we're going to wrap this one. Uh, Sean, yeah, we gave us some good text. names, though. We gave us yep. some good names. Yep. We'll get them on here again. Strategies. We will. We will. I got them. I got them out so, of Sorry hiding. about the mic issue. Real quick, Denver, love to see Denver win. Got to give a tip to Mitch. I love the Denver jersey. Uh, yes, go Denver. So, all right. Let's go. Always right, know Let's both teams. Zero. Have both teams' jerseys. You always win, Sean. You <laughs> I always do win. That's, yeah, yeah. That's my tip. That's All right, later, guys. Thanks, Sean. All right. Let's get back to the markets. And, of yeah. course, let's take a look at the gappers today with Trade Zero.
All right, let's get to this action. Let's take a look at what's going up. We've already talked oh, about Adobe. Adobe. Of course, they have earnings Thursday night yes. after the yeah. bell, so be careful with that. If we do see a turnaround, Ulta starting to make a move up back after That's an really getting hit. Um, looks like there's an upgrade out there. Um, I'll try to pull it up right now. What do you guys think on the technicals? Clear up to 440. That's where you gap down 439.87. That would be my target. And then above that, you get into a big old gap area of over $40. But right now, we'll keep an eye on still seven, eight bucks away uh, from that gap down high, 439.87. That's all I have for you. All uh, right. You Ulta guys Beauty. see it there down there. Loop Capital Upgrade Ulta Beauty to buy, raising price target to 520. That's a nice little step up there. All right, let's keep moving on this. I see Baidu. I see Netflix on here. Oracle, we've talked about these types of stocks. So let's keep yeah. moving here. Um, let's see what else is showing up. Uh, looks like Gus showing up a little bit there. Baba, are, are we ever going to see these Chinese names really get the lift that we're seeing these American names oh, get? They, they're, and again, if they weren't Chinese, these things would all be a lot higher here. People are nervous about what is going to happen. I think you know the Elon Musk interview spooked. You know, as much as it powered Tesla, it spooked everyone on China because, you know, what he said made sense. He's like, one doesn't have to read between the lines. One can read the lines. He basically said eventually they're invading Taiwan. Like, he believes that. Musk is smart. I believe it, too. I think it's going to happen eventually. That's why I don't touch any China stocks either because all of a sudden if we decided sanction or do all these other things, just imagine. You know, it's not going to be a Russia type of move, but, you know, the day that China goes into Taiwan, it's not out of the realm of possibility that all these China stocks gap down 25 to 30% that day. So this is where people are scared because that could happen any day. It doesn't yeah. happen last year. Maybe it doesn't happen. And you know what? They're dirt cheap. If it doesn't happen, you're going to want to be long all these China names. But Musk thinks it's going to happen. I personally think it's going to happen. Mitch, I think you're on the record thinking it's eventually going to happen. Yeah, it's why we don't touch part. these names. That's the hard part. And that's why, you know, it's like, are we just in this bubble environment and things are going to go pop? If China that destroys everything, like it, yeah. like the day that happens, the tech rally is over. I mean, so I guess there's an argument here because, you know, what's happening to Apple that day? You know, exactly. what's happening to, you know, Chips. the bigger names, yeah. the bigger the, names, the, 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 right? it's going to be ugly. So yeah, it'd be an does ugly that term happen? for sure. I, again, it may not happen, but. I'm scared to invest in China for only that reason. I wish that wasn't on the table. I would buy all these China names if that wasn't on the table. But unfortunately, it is. The geopolitical risk is real, and I have to respect that risk, and that's why I'm not putting my capital in it. That's the only reason that I'm not buying any of these names. Five days of consolidation in Baba now getting a nice pop. You broke above 87, so if you want to... Uh, look to buy this on a pullback, looking at 87, all those tops as far as resistance as you keep going. Uh, you got a nice area above $90, a pair of highs. It's caught 91 and a quarter. S&P's uh, just ripping, making a new high yeah, of the session. can't stop it, Joel. Yeah, market price to perfection no. and the Fed Doesn't delivers. Doesn't matter. The number, yep. it comes in line. This is just good enough. It's good enough. We've beaten inflation is what the market is saying. We're hot for AI. If you're looking at what's moving here today, it isn't so much. It's everything. Everything is moving. So you got a lot of green across the board, but clearly tech benefiting here once again. Clearly the QQQ is outperforming. Clearly the AI trade is still hot. Clearly NVIDIA is up $6. Clearly AMD ahead of their event is up on almost another 4 
I mean, this market is just being run off AI here right now, and this number did nothing to cool it. All right. Uh, Want to look at nothing. some of the negative ones, Mitch? Uh, yeah, I, I took a look there. There wasn't too much of a theme. Of course, I saw Apple on there. I saw Beam. Uh, the only thing that kind of stood out that was different to me was Camping World Holdings starting to come down. And that's been rising for like since April. So if you're looking for something that's turning around a little bit there, I don't know why this was making a big run either, right? I mean, like, let's just be honest. Is that what we're buying right now in this year? I don't think so. So I might actually be looking to turn around and short this thing as it starts to come down. See, yeah. it's hard to be short oh, anything right now because you've got the catch-up trade happening everywhere here. Um, you know, IWM, we talked about man, this. You know, it man. looks sleepy and ready to move again. So, I mean, there's a full catch-up trade happening here. And I think today's number, as much as we're seeing tech really rally and the other stock kind of going here, I think when the dust settles here, if they decide to start, you know, really rallying off this number, they're going to start buying all that beatdown stuff too, because they're going to say, "Hey, you know, it doesn't look like we're going into a recession anytime soon here, and if we've beat inflation, you know, maybe they aren't going to raise rates here at the tomorrow. You know, there's no ammo here to raise tomorrow. Where's the Fed tool? Where's the Fed tool? Oh, uh, it takes a while. Mitch, what did yeah, it I'll adjust take yet? I'll take yeah, a Yeah, I bet you it's like down to twenty quickly. Where did it adjust to? I bet you, yeah, it's a, taking uh, a peek right now. Looks 15. like we got the, the number there, and of course, what do you get? Ninety point eight percent now wow. saying that's going to pause. There's no I, ammo to to go. There's well, no ammo to go here. I think so. This is what the market. This is why we are rip roaring out of here right now because the yeah. ammo is not there. There's no ammo to go. So I, 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 I can't I, I can't argue with this point. I mean, bubble, this is what, you know, going, this is baby. why I didn't sell anything into the print because I'm like, if the number is hot, they probably buy the dip anyways. It. And if the number is not, away we continue. Well, the number is not. The number was in line. It wasn't saw. It was in line. But that's good enough to for the narrative to continue that inflation is no longer a problem, at least not in the near term. And AI is here. So the party oh. continues. I mean, the nine o'clock bots just uh just twelve days in a row Tesla's up. Yeah, that I mean, it's yeah. gonna be thirteen. Yeah, well this looks at it right now. Uh the only thing I can give you on the upside is a target at forty four thirty. That's based on the nine day average trading range. That's only fifteen handles away. So uh I'll let you triple D, I'll let you get to your trading money, Mitch. I'll let you get to uh live trading and uh like I said, market was priced for perfection and it delivered up 24 handles, 44.12. Look at that settle over 4,400 in the S&Ps for the first time since last August. So everyone have a good day. All right. Have a good one, Joel. We'll be wrapping up here with Dennis Dick, of course. And uh, last comment I have is I'm already seeing AMD up here to 133s. It's already right back to pre-market Ahead of highs. the event. If I Ahead had it on for event. a trade, I'd probably be nervous holding into an event because these are yeah. always crapshoots. You don't know what they're going to say. But I've got this on believing, you know, like I said, my kids are ESP. I'm not going to sell that out. I put it on there saying 10 years from now, maybe not 10, you know, things can change. But I'm saying the next few years, I think AMD continues to go. Um, I think this due for a pullback. I would love AMD pullback just to buy more, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> I mean, and that's where we're at. The mindset yeah, has changed. Think about where my yeah. mindset was three months ago, Mitch. Even you. Think about where <laughs> our mindset was three months ago to where we are now. Yeah. You've got to adjust why... to the market environment.
you know, Venice. you don't have to, you know, be, you know, bull, bull, bear, bear. You don't have to take any opinions, but you got to trade what the market is saying to trade. And we cannot argue right now that the bulls are in complete control. They were in complete control since the IWM started participating two weeks ago. As yeah, soon this... as the IWM started participating a week and a half ago, it's Katie bar the door if you're a bear, because that was the bear thesis is that it was only five stocks. And you know what? For a long time, it was only five or seven stocks. But slowly, we are seeing broad participation quickly in the last week and a half. Catch-up trades happening everywhere. We talked about Kohl's, you know, going from Macy's. Everything. You know, we, we called that one on this show, the turnaround story that we see in Macy's here. I mean, and now, you know, you've got this market here that just wants to go higher. And the bears are, are, are really hurting here right now. And there's still a lot of them out there. You know, I even asked Twitter. I'm like, who's bearish? <laughs> and there's some responses. People are still believing that this rally is BS. But you know what? Most rallies start like that. You yeah, know? exactly. That's the truth. They start and they feel like BS because we were kicked in the, you know, kicked, you know, I won't say in the privates there for literally a full year and a half from 2021, mm-hmm. top of 2020 to 2021. So, of course, everybody's skeptical of any rally, including myself. But we can't argue with where we are at this point in time. This point in time for the last you know, month here, we have broad participation here. And that's a big problem for the bears. And the big thing that I notice, and I, I, I like to always take lessons in my investment, right? Because the truth is, is that I can always like kind of look down the line and see this. There's a couple of times that I've heard when the Fed or the government has stepped in and say that they will step in at all costs. That's the same thing that happened in the pandemic that happened in the bank situation. When this happens, this is the panic moment. I need to be able to what? Step up and go long, baby. Because missed out on this massive opportunity. Everyone worried about the banks. Everyone was seeing the banks go down, but the market was going up. It was telling us something. It saw the light on the on the other side. And then it got started with the AI hype. And we could clearly see that also. We saw golden crosses in the major names. And this was telling us that, yes, the bank worry was so overblown. When the government comes in and says they're going to do at all costs, I am going to I'll, I'll freaking mortgage the house on it next time. Because yeah. I've gotten to the point where if the government's coming in, that's when we need to step in. That's what I've noticed. Because if not, the government just crashes and we crash too. But at least the government crashes with us. I'm going to disagree with you just on the timing of it because we could have went long two months ago and been like, yep, you know, this, you know, is all BS and these banks are going to go away. You know, it doesn't matter. The banks don't matter. But really the IWM and broad participation really didn't start till two weeks ago. So you could have safely been in cash up till two weeks ago. Obviously not participating as much yeah, in AI, but I mean, though. we got AMD late. I mean, I bought AMD what? What AMD was it? Was late. A month AMD ago? AMD was late. I agree. It was late. And we talked about it on this show. I had the meeting with my one friend there. You know, we were talking about, you know, NVIDIA's big move. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, AMD as a cash for trade. I came in that Monday morning. I'm like, you know what? This is, you know, it was $85. And I'm like, I think this AMD is going to have a big move here just because of the story of AI. We were talking about it as an AI play. And it went $5 the next day. I was like, did I miss it? And then went another $5 the next day. I was like, I did miss it. And then it pulled back just like $2 that one day. I was like, I can't miss this. I'm like, I feel like there's more here. 
And so I chased it a bit. I don't normally chase, but I ended up getting it at $93. And obviously that was, you know, one of my best trades. So, but I mean, all of this, you know, most of these positions that I've been buying have been in the last mm -hmm. few weeks. So I think during the banking crisis, I think it was prudent to be in cash because we didn't know how ugly it was going to be. But once it started to subside, and once you know we've seen it, we, it could it could happen again. And then it's prudent to raise cash quickly if these mm -hmm. banks start going down. But you start losing banks, this market would have went a lot lower. They stemmed the tide. We only lost a couple, and you know at this point in time, we look like we are at least mostly past yeah. it. We may not be all past it, but the market is saying we're all past it. So I it, think it's now buy on dips because one, there's a lot of people who are worried that the bank crisis might get worse. If it doesn't. The stock market was going to go higher. That's what was holding stocks down. Mm -hmm. It was the KRE holding it down. It was the banks holding it down. They wanted to go higher. And, you know, now that, you know, we're seeing the KRE actually rally, it feels more like this rally could actually be sustainable. Yeah. And I think there's just one lesson to learn, right? Because as a long-term investor and someone that only has about eight years, I haven't, I didn't go through the financial crisis. So maybe I hadn't seen the government almost like fail, right? If anything, I've seen the government step up to the plate in my trading career, which is the pandemic yeah. and in this situation where they step up to the plate and they make tools if they need to. They figure out ways to bring loans down. They bring capital requirements down for banks. And if the government is always going to step in and create this kind of underlining support in the market, that's when I want to go long. I don't want to miss that opportunity because even if we do go down a little bit, Long term, we think that what the markets come back, right? So I think that you're I, it's young just kind of a learning that. lesson, a learning again, lesson to take shots in moments like this, and also age too plays a factor. I completely mm -hmm. agree with you, Dennis. Yeah, it's just kind of like looking back so that when moments like this, when we get in these big panic situations, there's always another one, right? There's always what do we one. do? Let's think about that. Well, what is our government doing? And how much willing are they to backstop something to keep the markets up? That's one thing that I'd keep in mind. That's going to do it for us today. This is a conversation we could expand for hours and hours, I think, Dennis and I. But it's always about learning, right? And I think that's why I bring it up because I want you guys to think about things like this. I know Dennis thinks about things like this. And he has way more experience with the ups and downs in the market. Sometimes I have a little bit more short-term thinking. And a big part of that is what? I'm trying to take advantage of the opportunities, right? And try to maximize our opportunities. We'll see what happens. Dennis, go do what you do best, my friend. Go we'll get to ya. your trading action. Yeah, great job here today. Have a good one, Dennis. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Bring you guys over to live trading. You guys check it out. This is coming up next. And I do want to let you guys know the book club is having a meeting tonight, 730. We're switching it up to the weekdays. Who wants to join us tonight for the first book club during the weekdays? We'll be going through, of course, you know, Japanese candlestick trading. You guys, I have it in the back there. If you guys want to check it out, come on over today, 730. But you have to hit that form and join the club. If you don't, you don't get the email. You don't get access. So hit that link right there. I'll see you guys over on live trading. That's coming up next. Don't miss it. And if you guys did miss for any reason Qualcomm's interview yesterday, Go check it out. That was a great AI interview. And if you guys are looking for an opportunity that might just gotten started yesterday, look at Qualcomm's chart. Isn't moving too bad. We'll see you guys over on live trading. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere.